This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. I want to look at what is happening in our communities. Um, one of the things that has been a growing uh, feature in the build-up to elections now um, has been the fact that at times we see service delivery protests of different forms which have the ability or have tended at times to inhibit the work of the um, IEC. The, so uh, it's important to see how we make sure that we understand where communities are. You'll remember ahead of the 2019 elections, I mean, there was an Alex shutdown uh, that happened residents completely unhappy with the state of services that they were receiving from the communities and various other areas in fact saw um, protests in 2016 uh, prior to the local government elections uh, we saw the situation in Vuani where there was contestation over the demarcation uh, issue and whether some community should shift to the other municipality or not and when we talk issues of demarcations they are very, very important. Who can forget um, Kuzong and the uh, lost potential, lost uh, futures, compromised uh, children as schools were even shut down. I mean, people who completed uh, their metric in those years of about, what, 2007, 2006 uh, in Kuzong were saying they had to study at night because uh, they were not allowed to be seen as going to school. It was such an, uh, uh, yeah, such a tragic moment. Uh, moment in the life of that community. And we've seen uh, different communities protesting, uh, blocking the IEC from doing voter registration or early uh, voting, uh, particularly for those who vote from home, either because they're pregnant or they're elderly or they live with a disability, but they qualify or they vote early because they perform an essential service and they would be working on the day of the elections. Uh, these are important issues. So doing a temperature check in our communities is a very important issue. Uh, we will be talking uh, to Social Justice Coalition, we'll be talking to the Soweto Electricity Crisis Committee, and we'll be talking to the Alex Shutdown Committee, just to see the state of readiness of communities, the thinking on the ground ahead of the elections, the preparedness of communities to actually participate in the elections, because it's very important that we try and hear from the communities, not speak on behalf of communities, talk to the people who are working in communities and for communities. So I am going to welcome my guests on the line as we uh, put them on. Uh, Sandile Mavundla is convener of Alex uh, Total Shutdown. Good morning, Sandile. Welcome to Power Talk. Uh, thank you. Good morning, Putupagatwayomguni. And then the other guests and then also the listeners of Power FM. Ngosikor Naswart Boy is head of organizing and advocacy at the Social Justice Coalition. Ngosikor, good morning. Welcome to Power Talk. Um, good morning to you, sir, and also to your listeners, as well as also um, the people that are invited to this church. Thank you very much. I have Jacob Khanedi, who's also who's a member of uh, Soweto Electricity Crisis Committee. Uh, Jacob, good morning. Welcome to Power Talk. Morning, morning. 
thank you for making the time to all of you. Perhaps, Goskona, let me start off with you and say uh, we have seen a lot of work being done. Um, and, and I'll just ask my guests um, if you have a radio or something on, please do switch it off um, so that we don't get the feedback on the airwaves. Um, Goskona, uh, we have seen a lot of work being done down in Cape Town, particularly on the housing front, uh, when it comes to the issue of uh, people being evicted illegally and so on, people being deprived an opportunity to put up their homes. But I'm certain there's also other work that Social Justice Coalition does uh, in the communities. What can you tell us about the state of communities you are working with right now and the things that they may be centering as we move towards the local government election? Yeah, um, thank you very much for that. Um, and I'm hoping that there's no echo from my side. Yeah, no, you're um, good. Thank you. Um, I think um, the, I like how you termed it, the state of, um, uh, you, you know, the state of informal settlements um, in Cape Town. And I think it's important maybe um, for you to explain the um, work that the SJC does. Um, we are a social movement that was formed in 2008 that is um, advancing, um, you know, the <clears throat> addressing the issue of um, dignity and, um, you know, access to basic services in informal settlements. Um, this has been an ongoing journey for the SJC since 2008. We've been calling on the city of Cape Town mm. to make sure that um, there is a plan um, with timelines and with a budget for informal settlements. Mm. Because currently, the way that the city um, perceives informal settlements, they perceive them to be um, info, to, to be temporary, and that's not the reality. Informal settlements have existed for the past 30 years, and we can anticipate informal settlements existing for the next 30 years. Mm. Now, if we have a municipality with no plan in terms of how it plans to bring um, you know access to base access to basic services in informal settlements. Things like water and sanitation, at the very least, mm. um, there isn't a plan that the city of, C- of Cape Town has. It took us going to court. We're in court currently um, and have been in court for the past um, two or three years um, on a sanitation case um, where we took the, the municipality of Cape Town to the equality court, um, case, saying that um, they, they we're seeing this as discrimination on the grounds of poverty and also race. Because it's mainly, it's mostly um, black people, and by black people, um, you know, it's everyone that's not white, mm. um, the legal black that's facing or you know at the receiving end um, of not having basic services. Um, whereas in other affluent areas and former white only areas, these issues are not even up for debate. They are provided on daily basis. The mm. other aspect of our work that we're doing. Is with regards to the policing and criminal justice, um, you know, work that that, that the SJC yeah. has also been um, up to. We 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 actually realised that in the, the the system um, of policing is broken in Kailicha, in places like Kailicha. It may be the same for other townships, but I I, I don't have um, enough grounds to talk to that. Yeah. But in Kailicha, if you report a crime, you know, things like rape or murder. It, 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 it's more likely that the person apprehended will be released the following day with no communication um, by the uh, police officers or investigating officer to the people that have opened or persons that have opened the case. Mm. And also, this is not just a, you know, an issue with policing. Policing has every 
thing to do with the criminal justice because the, the job of police officers is to arrest um, and apprehend um, perpetrators. Also, defend, it, it, it's clearly outlined in Section 205 of our Constitution to combat crime and create safe communities. Mm. And that's what, to some extent, they're doing. Um, but we're finding that, you know, the, criminal, the, the, the justice system also plays a huge role in giving, you know, pardon to people who, um, you know, are implicated in, 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 in crimes such as rape and so on. And so the, the, the SJC in 2014, you know, compelled um, Helen Ziller, who was the then, um, you know, premier for the Western Cape, to appoint a commission of inquiry yes. which was investigating the, relate, the breakdown of relations between the community members of Ikailicha um, who are reliant on the criminal justice and the policing system for their safety because there's no other alternative for poor people um, to and investigate um, the breakdown of the relationship between those two parties. A lot came out of that um, commission which has never um, you know, mostly has never been implemented. Mm, mm. Um, there's, re- there's recommendations with timelines that have been given um, to the National um, Police, Minister of Police, um, to firstly build, because in Kailita we only have three police stations, and in those three police stations, only two have got FCS units. And you can imagine in the Awinjong, Kailita, that has a population of up to a million of people having to rely on two FCS units. And the FCS let, let, let's just let's just get let's just get that abbreviation expanded on so that we know what you are talking about. Uh, so uh, the, the, the the FCS unit is a unit that is responsible um, for crimes such as rape and so on. Mm. That if a person wants to go and report a rape um, that they've experienced themselves or have um, witnessed or want or, or you know and, or are reporting on behalf of someone that they are taken into a more dignified place. And, ha- and, you know, where there will be counselors, where mm. there will be um, people to assist them uh, mentally and to calm them down and to try and find ways um, of giving them coping mechanisms with whatever kind that they are going to report. Yeah. There's only two of those, and with those two uh, um, units, um, the resources are very limited. If you go to any um, of those units, you'll find that in the rooms where there's supposed to be counselors, um, not toward counselors, but counselors, people who are you know, psychological counselors, you would not find any in those rooms. And you'd find that the rooms themselves are not um, being used uh, by the police. And this is a question of not just saying the police are lazy, but do they have enough resources? And resources, I mean skills. Do they have enough knowledge mm. in terms of what their, their job is in relation to um, that aspect of their work? Do they, do they have enough people um, to be able to assist, um, specifically people to assist with counselling um, when these crimes are taking place and there's someone who's wanting to open the case. Okay. The commission gave those tangible um, you know, um, recommendations that there should be a police station that um, is added and built in Makaza. Until today, that we haven't has seen that. corner, let us hold that thought there. Jacob, let me bring you in because I've been alerted that um, there hasn't been an emergency on your side and you'll have to leave us mid-conversation. At times, I feel the Soweto Electricity Crisis Committee is misunderstood. Uh, but as, as, as you go through now as a committee, as a community particularly, and you have had the announcement of the 27 October 2021 as the day for the local government elections, what are some of the things... 
you are feeling it's unfinished business and will probably influence um, how some of your members and community uh, residents uh, will approach the the ballot when it comes to the local government elections? Yeah, uh, g- generally there's a lot of problems uh, encountered by the community. In, 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 in particular, I may also mention that the electricity has not been uh, okay uh, that is, in terms of uh, residents in Soweto, they've not been uh, really clearly uh, 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 given the energy, and that in itself has caused problems. Uh, people go months and months without uh, electricity, and that, that that has caused a problem. And uh, on on that that in itself uh, will uh, mar the uh, the voting or the elections as they come, mm. because people are determined not to take place. That uh, it's either you serve them with what they need, or you don't get their vote, uh, which I think is fair. And on the other hand, also the, 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 there, are, there are also other problems like uh, water spillage in 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 in, 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 a, in a township. Mm. It goes for months long that uh, water would be spilling, you would try and get uh, uh, people to uh, uh, report this, and they, they, they don't come. And uh, other than and the sewer itself, it's not being attended to. So uh, quite a number of areas have become now wet lens. And uh, the stench that you get out from there, it's actually unbearable. And uh, it's, 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 a, it's a health hazard mm. uh, for quite a number of us because you, you, you're not able to enjoy the environment. You're not in, able to enjoy the fresh uh, you know, air that is blowing. Uh, <clears throat> added to that, you get also the roads which have potholes. Now, th- th- there's been quite a lot of uh, rains in this year since January. But now that also has uh, uh, brought about the roads being uh, spoiled. And now it, it becomes a question as to what is now the authorities doing? Because I'm sure they also travel these roads. These roads uh, are, are actually have now holes. And anyone traveling there, you, you've got now to go and attend to your motor vehicle, basically because uh, there hasn't been any uh, attention to that. And that in itself has caused problems. And uh, we, we, we're just standing to say now, who else is to report? Because now even the uh, political parties, they only become popular mm. during the time when now elections are there. But at this point in time, nobody's coming forth Nobody is showing his, his head, and that in itself, it's still a question. And uh, yeah, there are and a ja- number and, of and, and Jacob, I mean, you, you list these issues, and I'm just sitting here listening to you thinking, where are the public representatives that have been elected, you know, the councillors? What's your relationship like with them? Um, and the what committees that are there, are they functioning as they ought to be? Uh, they are only there in terms of, uh, you know, uh, on paper, but you, you'll never see them around. 
uh, with councillors, in particular the ones that uh, we are having, you you try and call this person, and uh, this person is never found on 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 the phone. Now uh, it's still standing as to where else should now we go because now you you don't get them on the phone, neither do you see them around, and. Uh, Due to the corona, I think it has been a, a, a good hiding spot mm, for mm. them to, to, to be away, just to call in, and uh, meaning that now all problems that one ha- has to encounter, one has to see as to how to go about. And it becomes uh, a means of luck if maybe you'd get. Otherwise, it means then the, the residents themselves or community members have to see to themselves as to what do they do? As a result, uh, problems stay longer than they are supposed yeah. to. In fact, there is a slow pace in resolving issues. Do you feel as you interact with community members and your members of the Soweto Electricity Crisis Committee, uh, you spoke about the reluctance to probably give away the vote, uh, but do you get a sense that there may be demonstrations ahead of the uh, elections we have seen in some pockets uh, around the country, this becoming a phenomenon where residents are unsatisfied with the levels of service delivery that they start demonstrating and at times impede on the work of the IEC to be able to register voters and do whatever other work the IEC wishes to do in the communities? Yeah, what I can say to you is that expect anything to happen and uh, I'm not uh, trying to uh, say people should do what. Yes, but but we want to get the reality, the face of the reality on the ground really. Yeah, the face of the reality is that uh, people are quite angry. People are not happy with uh, what is happening. So uh, if you come as a, uh, an authority to say this is what you are going to do, yes, uh, there would be that reluctance and there would be that uh, counter uh, move that uh, you may get. So, yeah, I- I'm saying to you anything you, you should expect. It could be demonstrations. It could be protests. It could be whatever and uh, yeah because now the 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 level of anger and the level of uh, unservicing has become so high and uh, it's appalling for for, for me to say anything. It seems as if this level of unservicing is directed at different uh, constituencies. I was listening to my colleague uh, Tabi Sokotane on on Power Drive talking about the fact that even in Deep Kloof, it seems the people that are affected the most are the ones who live in the zones and then those in the extension, uh, the extension which is seen as the more you know affluent part of Deep Kloof. They don't seem to be as affected by things such as uh, load reduction when it comes to this electricity problem. How do you understand that uh, differentiation as a crisis committee? Yeah, well, with Deep Kloof, it has been quite a, a, a an example because, yeah, just last week, people didn't have uh, energy coming in. Uh, I, I, I don't, I've not observed uh, in terms of uh, the mortgage people as to how things are. But yes, in the zones, this is where most of our members are, and this is where we get these problems, and we can actually relate to that. And uh, yes, we find it uh, very unfair that uh, people have to be treated differently because 
these are all citizens and law-abiding citizens who are actually looking upon the authorities to service them. But now, if there's that differentiation, yes, then it's going. It's not going to come out well because now it divides the the, the, the communities, it divides the the society, and as a result. nobody will actually be happy over that. Jacob, before I let you go, I know you have to go. I just want to to ask, sometimes there's this notion that you lead on behalf of residents who don't want to pay for electricity. What what do you have to say on this? And you've seen it that you know residents in Soweto don't want to pay the promised free electricity. Is this is this is this a true reflection of what you stand for? It's not a true reflection. You see, the non-payment of people is because of the bad service that they get. But uh, we've always encouraged uh, our members, we've always encouraged communities to say, uh, what are your problems? And yes, they've actually put through their services. We've actually contacted mm. authorities within uh, the energy provider to say these are things that we think uh, needs to be done. And uh, from time to time, they'll send you a junior officer to come and listen. And the junior officer will only make a promise and say, I'll come back to you. And that would never happen. But uh, over and above that, the the system that uh, the energy provider has, it's quite old. And the instruments that they are using are quite old as Mm. a result the service has become, uh, uh, it has collapsed. And uh, you cannot be expected to pay for a service that you have not had uh, at any uh, given time. Because these are hard-end monies that yeah. people are having. And uh, for them to just to say, I'm paying and paying, but not getting the service uh, in return, uh, th- that does not that, work. That becomes a problem. Jacob Hanedi, yeah. thank you very much for making the time. Uh, wishing you all the best and hopefully we'll have another opportunity to chat as the year builds towards those local government elections. Hopefully so. I'm also grateful to have had this opportunity to air what, what, what I have in mind and uh, representing the uh, communities that I normally uh, come with. Absolutely. Member of Soweto Electricity Crisis Committee. Sandile, I'll come back to you after the news headlines. Power Talk with Lukon Amuguni. Weekdays 9 a.m. to noon on Power 98.7. Welcome back to Thought Council. It is 25 minutes to 11. We are doing a temperature check this morning on communities. What is happening in our communities as we build towards the local government elections? And uh, I'm going to hear now from the Alexandra Total Shutdown Convener. Sandile, thank you so much for being patient. Um, I needed to let uh, uh, Jacob go, but needed to hear as much from him as we could. Sandile, uh, we saw a serious incident in 2019 where there was a total shutdown of Alex and uh, reluctance sometimes by certain political leaders to come not knowing whether they would be welcome in the community. We saw some promises being made uh, when the president eventually arrived there, number of houses being promised to the community and so on. Where are we in the Alexandra situation? Are you happy with some of the uh, uh, you know improvements, if any, that have happened since 2019? Uh, thank you very much, uh, Lukona, and then other brothers and also the listeners. I just want to state it clear that as per what happened, uh, the event of 
uh, April 2019. It's I can say we are at maybe 0.5 percent of the improvement. Oh no! Te- yes, it's true. And then we have failed by the National Government Office of the President, the IMTT, that was formulated to the intergovernmental uh, task team that was said it's going to be including the national ministers. And mm. then as it was ascended by the COCTA minister on that time, uh, Dr. Zulim Kiz, and then, and then lies with the premier and then the mayor on that particular year, which was Mr. Hemen Mashaba. Um, and then nothing has happened. Secondly, we're also being failed by the two Chapter 9 institutions, the Office of the Public Protector. I remember she even the uh, Public Protector herself indicated that she wants to deal with the Alexandra issue directly. And then we never get any feedback in those institutions together with the Human Rights Commission. Mm. We never get any report what is happening. And then it's very worried and challenging as we were just asking for the basic things, the bylaws, you you understand the bylaws, please sit off Johannesburg and ensure that service delivery is being discharged and then we also want the bylaws because people are grabbing land every all corners and then we have a high number of crime in our community people people are making money out of that city land that they are gripping because they are mm. selling it with a huge amount that the city doesn't even consume even a cent so there's nothing at all that's what i can say to you the honest part there's nothing we are at 0.5 as i'm saying it's 0.5 because we saw now there is few projects that are coming like the job water project that is dealing with the water infrastructure to discretization of water where they mm. try to separate water within the sectors. If one, if the main pipe is passed, it's not the whole community that's going to be affected. The rest, I can tell you, there's nothing at all. There's nothing at all. I mean, Sandile, if there's nothing at all, I mean, a paltry 0.5% improvement since 2019, where does this leave the community of Alex uh, insofar as, you know, now building up towards the local government elections because that incident of April 2019 was also a form of highlighting the issues so that they are front and center in the imagination of those who are looking to get a mandate from your community ahead of the national and provincial elections. You see, the likely party about the total, the hashtag total shutdown, Alex, we engage with the councillors because we're running away on that thing of when you send a councillor to the city to represent you, and then the councillor doesn't come back to you as the committee and give you the the, 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 the feedback. Mm. We, when we're launching, uh, there, is this, there is this thing in the, the system that they use in the city of Johannesburg where committees are allowed to launch uh, to, to, to launch cases and then you are given references. The councillor when we councillors when we seated with them, they were having a piles of reference that we gave them of all unresolved issues. And then we said councillors because we saw that to communicate with the department. The mm. problem is not within you, it's within the department and the entities of the city of Johannesburg. Mm. As the community of Alexandra partner with us when we are going to the shutdown. Fortunately, the majority of the Alex councillors joined us in numbers when we're going on the street. Yeah. And then even even now, we are still pushing them. As I'm saying, we are still pushing them because 
it was not on the political that we want to unseat the certain person, want to sit yes. the, the, the uncertain council, because they were transparent to us when they saying, guys, we are raising the same issues. We are frustrated as you are frustrated, mm. because the first match that we have, it was not only just, it was eventually we went on the shutdown on the 3rd of April. On the 21st of February, we went to the Region E uh, uh, the region E offices, offices. Mm. and then asking the regional director that can she convene as the cha- as she's a champion of the service delivery within our region as we are res- we are resuming at the region E can you convene the meeting with JMPD leadership because we are in car- we, we we are daily seeing people building illegal structures where are the bylaws within our community within our vicinity. Because that was that never happened, and then with the anger, we then went and say, "It's enough! It's enough! We block all streets." And then the people who shouted out the march that we mustn't go back to the street because it was gonna be like we 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 are violent or we are the counter. They were gonna name us as counter revolutionary and a lot of names that we were gonna name up. As you know, once the chapter nine institution, you know when you can engage with the politician, but once you take your case to the chapter nine institution. Mm. You think that it's a fair party that can able to summon people to come and present, summon the department to come and present, and then also themselves, because luckily I was the part of the person who presented to both of the, to the, to the inquiries. I also took the, 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 the Human Rights Commission yeah. on the walkabout in all the angles from the issue of housing, the issue of portals, the, all issues, the lack of development, the unemployment, because when you are in the township, it's like you are, it's weekend. People are in all over the street. People are unemployed. And then we have a something that is behind. It's, it's, we are separated by a freeway. We are separated by three kilometers with yeah. something. And then you have enough. And then you ask yourself, it's really it's happening in this world where we are saying we are all equal, but we are living on the, on this. We are served by the same region E, served by the same. And then you have the big, better suburbs, and then poor communities across. Now, Sandile, before I go to the lines on 0861-987-000, we will hear from uh, some of our listeners, community issues, what is on the ground, and how may it affect your imagination of the local government elections uh, towards that date uh, uh, announced by the president, 27 October 2021. Sandile, I'm listening to you on all these issues. Uh, We do know that uh, since uh, uh, 2019, there has been a change of government, at least at the the local level in the city of Johannesburg. Uh, would you say your conversation and relationship with them has somewhat improved or things are still just uh, uh, where you are not listened to, you are not given enough audience from those who are leading? Uh, I'll just make a reference. There was this thing that they call it an IDP consultation. Mm. When the mayor came at Eastburn Call, I think it was on the 5th of uh, April last month, and then I've reminded the mayor, I said, Mayor, as the total shutdown, we have our memorandum at your office. That was not answered. 
We want answers. We're not attacking a certain individual. We are still looking for answers answers in that memorandum that we sent yeah. and then it was not answered i i don't want to lie i think the mayor was gonna going to reconsider it again because we are trying we are trying all our level best the manner that we want to engage with all the three spheres of of government they need to understand what is happening in alexander the inequality the high crime because i'm telling you if you are you have a property in something mm. and then we have you, you you have people who are not employed in Alexandra. Tell yourself that you are at risk because Absolutely. And then, uh, and Abandu, they will end up in attacking people who are innocently, that are making their living innocently because of the frustration that they get in Alexandra. It's very sad daily when you read the news in the morning on the local newspapers, there is a person that was hijacking in Santin or in any other suburbs and their cars were found in Alexandra. It shows the level of the government. It doesn't take care what, what, it doesn't take even the recognition that there is an older township that is called Alexander. Absolutely. I mean, Sandy Lindalibangulaga, does that mean we might even see a shutdown ahead of the local government elections? Uh, we can't, let's just give the Chapter 9 institution the benefit of the doubt that mm. they will able to give us the report and then able to assist to enforce the government. Because, look, on, it doesn't make a sense to violate the right of other people, to violate the constitution and then prevent people to go to not go to vote. Remember that our parents, they fought for Gumele Bayo vote. They celebrated. They were having a lot of choose in 1994 while we were not on our age, we're not allowed to vote. So to, to deprive them, it's better. It's, instead, let's look at, because this is a local government. Yes. Let's communicate with us as local people. We need to introspect the candidate mm. that will be given to us. And then they, they need to present the framework. And then again, what I want, this thing that they call it IDP, it's very interpreted wrong. Because the, ID, the integrated development program or plan of the cities or local municipalities, it needs, it needs to start on the wall and then develop a plan from the world. Not that the cities need the the, the, the X for the mayoral committee people plan and then impose to us okay. the community. Sandile, that, let's, yes. let's, hold, let's hold that thought a little. Let me go to the line. Muramedi, good morning. Thank you for holding. Yeah, thank you very much for taking me. Uh, uh, I want to comment on the issue of the community. Yeah. The challenges on the community. Uh, I want to say there are a lot of challenges within the community. A lot. Mm. Uh, first of all, I want to say within the community we got leadership that is not uh, any anything, but they making sure that issues within their community are, are, are met. They try to negotiate with the councillor, maybe with the government, even to go to extent of uh, like comrade was saying now in Alexander, where they will have to enforce the government to listen to their issues. So uh, the issues within the community is so huge. And then, uh, but what I want to advise the community leaders is that uh, can we come together within the the, 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 the community, and then uh, if none of the political parties is not actually uh, delivering yeah. or uh, meeting our needs, we can come with our uh, the person that uh, is appointed within our, our our community that can lead 
uh, as a counselor. Mm. Because that person, we, as a community, we are able to change him when we want, if he doesn't deliver. And obviously, he will deliver because he's appointed by the community. But if it's a political appointment, that is now uh, where the challenge comes in. Yeah. Because some, 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 some of the councillors, they will want to deliver. But within their, uh, their, their political party, Somewhere he had to comply or be controlled somewhere because of comradeship. Absolutely. So I want to I want to, I want to say to the comrades on the ground level there. I I, I used to be around Hamas uh, uh, there. People they are there. They don't earn anything. They work. They are addressing the issues within the community, and then uh, it's it's very bad where they are sitting in the office. Nobody's giving them bread, and then at the end of the day. They have to go and uh, and elect now when the when the the local. Uh, Muramedi, thank you very yeah. much, and uh, it's an important intervention you are making. As we know that at the local level, we definitely uh, can have uh, uh, independent candidates standing as ward councillor uh, uh, for the ward councillorship. Uh, Steve, good morning, welcome. Hi, good morning, uh, Lukona. Uh, you know, unfortunately, Jacob is gone. But yes, he had an emergency. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but this thing has come up so often. And today I just felt, look, I actually live in deep blue. Mm. And I'm actually painted with the same brush, you know, that uh, we are not getting disconnected. I'm actually looking at four canisters of Alva gas, which I had to acquire in the past week. Mm. And that is because, you know, we are regularly being switched off in uh, phase one, maybe phase two and phase three, yeah. it doesn't happen. And Manchancha's explanation is that they are able to tell in the system that phase one and the rest of the zones are low-paying areas, which is why we are also affected. So next time when people call and say deep proof extension is not yeah. uh, disconnected, I think they should exclude phase one. That's my first issue. I see, but, I see. But but the, but the, the long term thing, and I'm not going to be long on yes. this one, uh, Lukona. The long term thing is this standoff, you know, between ESCOM and Soweto residents in general. Mm. And this thing has become quite structural in itself. Yes. There is no resolution to it. Now, I'm, I'm but what do you think, Steve, re- accounts for that? Because I'm just gobsmacked that it seems uh, we're not making a breakthrough in getting it resolved. It, yeah, because I think part of what's happening here, uh, Lukona, is that there is a political validation, you know, for Soweto residents not, you know, responding to the demand mm. to actually pay off the electricity. And maybe that is the kind of a knot that needs to be untied. You know, how do we work out a kind of a settlement? You know, because this is part of rendering, uh, you know, Soweto ungovernable, you know, from 1984, 35 mm. years down the line, and we still haven't found a solution to this problem. So my sense here is that ESCOM will use Soweto as an excuse each time it is being attacked. Yeah. And it reminds South Africa that Soweto owes us 20 billion rent. Mm. But there is something within ESCOM too. Why is it that, you know, they would rather have this thing you know, standing as it is so that they can use it as an excuse each time they need to. That is because they also realize that the resolution of this problem, you know, is going to take a lot. I I don't know what's going to take to resolve it, but it, it, you know, 
Absolutely. I'm, I'm not sure what should happen. Thank yeah. you, Steve, calling it uh, you know a structural problem now in nature. And no doubt it needs some level of political intervention and serious leadership to bring it to a stop. Pule, good morning. Good morning, Lukona. Good Yeah, Bila Gunjan. Sharp, sharp. Fantastic. Um, I just want to echo Steve's uh, sentiments there because we stay in the same hood. So, so Steve. Anyways, um, this ESCOM problem, hey, my guy, it's, it's killing us. Mm. It seems as though in Deep Loop, ne, in the community of Deep Loop, all the services are focused uh, specifically phase two and phase three. Mm. The rest of the zones, I mean, you look at the street lights, not have lights there, you'll find one street with only two street lights working out of seven street lights. So yeah. this thing, it is a challenge, my brother, and with winter coming, yo. Like it's bad. Like yeah, no, nobody day. wants to be in the cold, eh? Every third day, you know, every third day. But, Pule, are you given, are you given convincing, uh, you know, reasons why this is happening? No, there's no explanation. At times, uh, like according to us, we know that this load reduction takes about five hours. Uh, two days back, it went for like seven hours or so, you know. So there's no communication. And like uh, that... Uh, official from Soweto, the one you were speaking uh, to mm. just before you took the call. Yes. He did say that, you know, uh, this COVID uh, thing, yeah, it's sort of like it was a perfect scapegoat for these community leaders. To, know, not, to, not, to not to not be in communities. Yes, Pule, yes. thank you very much. I've got right. you in terms of that intervention. Stephen, good morning. Morning, how are you? I'm well, how are you? All right. You know, um, I think two, three gentlemen before me uh, said it very well. You yeah. know, community involvement with their counsellor is very important. Mm. Within my area, I'm in Ward 60 here in Pretoria. Our Ward counsellor, Fortune Mampuru, we work so hand-in-hand hand with him. All the complaints that we have, we always make sure that we also report it to the council. Yeah. He himself must just push there inside the house for those things to come reality. And have you seen so, some movement, Stephen, in terms brother, of some things am, improving and being attended to? Exactly. I'm part of the CPF. Where mm. there's crime issues, I'm part of those who help, who assist, so that these things can be tackled. Mm. Even a drain. You can't expect every time the councillor must know there's a drain running down there or those lights is not working. Yeah. You yourself, as a community member, can also report those things. People have WhatsApp groups. They call in they report these things. Somebody will get a reference number and do follow-ups on those reference number to the council. So we need to assist also our councils to perform better. It's what we do in our ward mm, with okay. Fortune Mampuru, with our councillor. Stephen, thank you very much so, there. Thank you, sir. Highlighting the relationship between citizens and the councillor uh, there. Tumisan, good morning. Hey, good morning, uh, Lukona. Uh, the issue of ESCOM with regards to Lord Shady, my brother, is far much bigger than what you think it is. Mm. Let me tell you this. I follow them on uh, Twitter. This is what I've been actually noticing. They switch off all the locations around South Africa except Cape Town, Kailicha. Mm. So this is what happens. I have tried to actually follow up this thing and just try to find out what is happening because I stay in Extension 5 Cosmo City. It's a bonded house. 
But funny enough, there is certain people around me that they don't switch off electricity for. But uh. me, they switch off electricity for me. The front opposite doesn't have any issue of electricity. So when I call them and asking them, why are they switching my electricity off? But the other guys, they're not switching off electricity for them. Mm. They said 50% of those people in that actually uh, transformer, they are paying. Then I ask them, but I am paying electricity. I'm not buying all these electricities that actually, you know, people are yeah. doing on the street. But I'm affected. So why don't you do this? Reroute me and then put me on that transformer where people are paying. Because I'm paying what is due to you guys, but you're switching off for me. They never came. They brought a, a what is it, their technician. Their technician wanted me to give him money to actually uh, change my, my connections. So... We had a meeting with actually the community around our area on actually, what is it? I think it was last year on, uh, on, on, and on Zoom. Just yeah. to talk about the councillor was there. The guys from ESCOM were there. Guess what, my brother? The technicians of ESCOM were given the, the smart meters that were supposed to be installed in the area so that people can avoid buying electricity that is shady. Mm. You know what happened? Those guys, technicians, they took back the same transformers Back to Lanseria, they didn't install them because they want people to have issues. Then they come back to them and ask them to reconnect them. Then they pay the technicians. So the issue of ESCOM will never end in the location. It's still going to continue because even ESCOM people themselves, they are corrupt. They cannot do what is right. So mm. we're going to cry. I can tell you, we will vote for any party. The issue of ESCOM is about the tactics against us as black people in the black communities. And we're still going to experience the same thing even next year, even a year after. As long as the rot of actually uh, corruption in ESCOM is not fixed, to we sang, still experience thank you, thank you very much for sharing that uh, personal story. Corruption. Hey, Matodi, it seems. Chabu, good morning. Morning, Lukona. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing? Yes, Lukona, I'm calling from uh, Pretoria in Mamilod. Mm. Particularly calling from Nelmapias, where I'm re- residing in Extension 6. Mm. Let me tell you, Lukona, from last week till yesterday night, we have been experiencing the power outages at least from 6 o'clock until 10 o'clock. In the morning And when you evening. check, there is no proper, proper communication to say there will be no lights or there is going to be a load shading and so on and so on. Mm. And the problem is that we are within the vicinity or next to Mamilod. But when you check, Mamilod does not experience the kind of suffering that we are suffering. Yeah. The Nelmatias, it is in actual effect the RTP zone, which comprises of extension, extension 2, 3, 4, 6, 7, 8, and extension 28. Extension 1, it is the bond houses. Mm. And including them, when there is a load shedding, it, it, it goes across. Now the problem is uh, one does not know whether should blame the municipality or should blame it on ESCOM because we are not being communicated at. And it is taking a toll of frustrations to us because we don't know who is playing the cat and mouse game, who decides to go and switch off the lights at least for four hours. While the time it is time that we are from work, we are expected to cook and we are expected to do 
any other things as families. And uh, we do have a councillor whom I believe maybe he does not even know because yet we don't even have the meetings. Jabu, thank now, you. I, I, I really do not understand what the problem thank you, is. Thank you, uh, thank you for sharing that story, Jabu. I just want to give last bite to my guests. I literally am out of time. 30 seconds, Ghost Corner, you've heard the people of power talking to us. Uh, what should we do as community members right now organizing towards elections? Um, thank you very much for that. I think uh, comrades have started to um, hint on what could be a solution there. Why keep on voting for people who are continuously oppressing you or continuously to perpetuate systems that are keeping you to be poor and systems that are continuing to dispossess and make life difficult for black people? I think it's about time that our communities reclaim their power and vote for an independent candidate that will stand for the interest of their communities. I hear you. Sandile, what is your last bite take? I'm encouraging all South African people of Alex that let's go and participate on the 27th of May and then vote correctly to the right candidate that will able to do changes within our communities. That's my appeal. And then also the departments of the city of Johannesburg, uh, stakeholder relations department, they need to engage with the, comu- the communities daily. Okay. Uh, thank you both of you for joining me here on Power Talk. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, thank you. That is uh, Social Justice Coalition and Alexandra Total shut down. We bring Thought Council to an end. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.